Welcome back to the Fire Trainers Podcast, Season 3, Episode 12, published on May 23rd, 2022. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and our guest today is Ben Capamanis to talk about the Laser app. Our podcast is part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, where you can get the original Concealed Carry podcast, the Not Your Average Gun Girl podcast, and the always great Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast with Brian Eastridge. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit the website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. If you're a certified instructor, then you can apply for FTA coverage. Receive a special 10% off on your policy entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. Quick reminder, make sure you enter in for our weekly podcast prize giveaway at podcast.concealcarry.com. Entries do not carry over from week to week. This week's winner is Rob. And no, that's not me. And they want a ready-up gear, hearing protection belt clip. It fits not only your ready-up gear, hearing protection, but plenty of other hearing protection gear, too. This episode is also brought to you by the team at Mountain Man Medical. Responsible fire instructors have trauma medical gear on the range and are trained to use it. Mountain Man Medical provides the highest quality, name-brand medical gear on the market at a guaranteed lowest price. Check out the Wind River Kit. Special designed for firearm instructors to have at the range. The Yellowstone is perfect to have on your belt or in your bag anywhere you go. Learn more at mountainmanmedical.com and scroll to the bottom and click on available discounts to learn how firearm instructors can save 15% off the already guaranteed lowest prices on the market. And don't forget to click on the training link to take the emergency trauma response video course for free. Get the right gear and the right training at the best price anywhere on the mountainmanmedical.com. We bring this podcast support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we are joined by Ben Campamanis from Laser App. Welcome, Ben. Thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing with our audience. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. No problem. For those uh, out there that might not know who uh, Ben Campamanis is and uh, Laser App, can you give us a little bit of your background? Sure. Uh, well, I came on board on the company. Uh, Laser App has been around, I think, since 2013, 2014. Um, you probably knew the previous owners, Jason and John. Good guys. They created a stable application. Um, I joined the company and we purchased it from Jason and John a little over a year ago, actually April 1st, uh, 2021 is when we did it. So we just celebrated a one-year anniversary, maybe what, 10 days ago? Um, we purchased the company from them, and the idea was to expand on its capabilities and expand its offerings to the larger 2A community. So that's where we came in. My background, uh, we were talking about it earlier, Rob, is from IT, but from an infrastructure standpoint, uh, Jason and John were from a developer standpoint. So we're still in the IT realm, uh, but mm -hmm. different aspects of it. Okay. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. Hey, uh, we, had, we had John on back in uh, episode 42 in season one. Uh, question for you, what's, what's all happened in the last, uh, you know, almost three years when it comes to the laser app application, what, what new advances have come from it? Sure. I, I think when Jason, uh, John was on, uh, earlier, you're probably looking at what we have or what we call now is laser classic laser yes. classic. It's still around. It, uh, I don't want people to think it's been sunsetted or just because laser X is around that we're not loving laser classic. Uh, it's, it, it's a workhorse. So a lot of folks out there have it. Um, I'm trying to think how many people are out there, but there's several people. In fact, you've talked to most people. They'll say, oh, I have your laser application. I would say, which one? I believe about two or three years ago, uh, we cre they created the application called Laser X. 
And the biggest difference, there's actually a few things, but I'll give you the main ones. And we, in fact, we created a video to help people understand the two differences. Laser Classic doesn't require the internet once it's installed on your computer. But Laser Classic also only runs in a Windows environment. But that doesn't mean you can't run it on a Mac because uh, you, some of the folks who have Macs probably know about Bootcamp and they have mm -hmm. some VMware that'll run a Windows OS. But you can run Laser Classic predominantly on a Windows environment. Now, Laser X, can, it's, it's a SaaS application. So anywhere you have a, any device that has a web browser, internet connection, and a webcam, you can run Laser X. And Laser X, you do have to have the internet connection, but there's two major features between Laser X and Laser Classic. Laser Classic, people probably know it from a standpoint that you can run every scenario, any type of trainer that you want, even recoil devices. So recoil simulating devices. Laser X, on the other hand, being web-based, you can actually network multiple devices together. So let's say you want to do a room clearing scenario or a shoot house. You can actually set up several different devices within that area or in your actual training area where you want to be or your area operation and run a training scenario using Laser X. So those are the two main things. One is a Windows-based application and it has to run in a Windows environment and, uh, but doesn't need internet. The other one, Laser X, it's a web-based application. You can run it on a iPhone, uh, Android, anything like that, a Mac, a PC, but you have to have internet and they have the two different difference, uh, differences. One, you can run a recoil device on. The other one has networking capability. That's cool. That might, be a, that might be a mouthful, but uh, that's yeah. kind of the main differences between those two. Yeah, no, uh, and one of the big things I like about the Laser X product is networking can be done. I mean, you can have a mix of your phone, you can have tablets, you can have PCs all in different areas uh, recording uh, or uh, shots to be able right. to go along and set up that shoot house, which is, that's you know, great because, you know, we don't, you know, obviously we can't always afford to have five phones. But we right. can get, you know, one phone, you know, three tablets and a you know laptop all hooked up to be able to do the same thing that five in individual phones would do. Right. If you think about it, if you have a group or a team or let's say we work with, uh, we, you know, we support an organization called Scholastic Action Shooting. And those are a lot of young folks. And if you can imagine how many young folks have an iPhone. So if if you have young folks in your organization or anybody Tell them to whip out that computer that's sitting in their pocket, probably that they're using for, uh, you know, Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that actually is an application you can run Laser X on. So you have a computer in there in which you can run Laser X to train. And I'm assuming it works with all the major web browsers as far as Safari and Internet Explorer, Edge and Chrome and Firefox and all those. It, it does. Um, some works better than the others because you can imagine um, Safari has certain things being an Apple, but uh, most of the guys are running off of Chrome. I run it off of Edge just so I can get the different feeling uh, that the other guys are running off of. So if there's something that people are talking about, I can see it on Edge, but it'll run on pretty much it's the rule. If it's a web browser, you can run it on there. Well, that's, that's great. You know, I, you know, how does the uh, scoring work between the two, uh, two different versions? Do, do they both do scoring? They do, they do both do scoring. Um, in Laser X, you have a scoring uh, template and uh, scoring plugin. And you have a similar thing within Laser Classic. You have two plugins, a scoring plugin and a template plugin. So you can do both scorings in each. Um, in fact, what we added this recently in a new feature in New Year, uh, around New Year's for Laser X, let's say you have a drill, Rob, that, uh, that you want to send to me. Say, Ben, this is the hottest drill. I want you to try it out. It'll really push your skills and get you going. You can actually save that in a preset within LaserX in your profile. And within the application, email that to me. 
I will get a email saying, Hey, click on this link. And will if I have laser X, it will open up to that preset that you have the scoring, all the settings that you have in there. And then if I have that copy of the target, I can print it up, hang it on the wall. And I can practice this exact same drill that you have. So we're trying within laser X because it's the junior of the applications. It's, it's, by saying junior, it's not any worse. It actually, but it's younger. It's it's still uh, the more new, it's a newer application. We're trying to make a community feel so that if Rob is doing something and he wants to send it to his buddy in California and he wants to send it to me here in Texas, you can actually share that drill and practice it together and talk about it. Mm-hmm. We've, we've done things like that over a Zoom meeting as well. So you can actually do Zoom as well and watch each other shoot. Yeah, shooting. Hey, you know, I, I scored this. My draw time was this, uh, different, different things along those lines, uh, which right. is, uh, you know, one of the things I really like about the uh, classic product when I've used that is you can go along and so, say, you know, you can start it. You can time, you can see what the draw time is. You can also see what the shots are. And from a new shooter perspective, it's great. I use a lot for diagnosing shooters mistakes. Are they pressing the trigger and then dragging the muzzle around because you can see that right on the product or are they holding everything steady? And those are all things as experienced fire instructors. We know people do, and we spend a lot of time sitting there trying to diagnose it. And having a product can go along very easily. They can take five shots and you can show them on the screen. You see, this is exactly what happened. Like, no, I wasn't doing that. It's like, but look at this. What's, you know, what's happening? You know, maybe their first shot's off. Their other ones are on site. They may, maybe they need to take that, you know, extra half second to get the sights better aligned before they take their first shots or, you know, get a better grip when they're coming out of the holster, all those uh, types of things. Right. Now, it's, it's, it's a great application because we do have a lot of folks, um, I'm kind of brave enough to pick up the customer support support line and answer some of the calls. Um, we get a lot of instructors calling in and some of the use cases. In fact, majority of the use cases we hear that are new that I've never even thought about. We actually hear from instructors. They'll tell us, hey, we use this for I use it for my class or I use it with my students. It helps me one see exactly what they're doing because you can put two cameras, even with laser classic, but you can do two cameras, one on the target that you're watching, the other one watching the student themselves, and they have a recording of what they're doing. And let's say if you have laser classic at home and you want to send it, let's say, Rob, you're my instructor. I can say, I'm having this struggle. I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. I can send that video or those images to you and you can help kind of diagnose what I'm doing. And that's what, that's what the instructors tell us. It's a great training tool because what we try to do is we don't want people to think we're telling them how to train or how to teach our students. No, what we're trying to do is give them the tools so they mm-hmm. can teach their students their technique or how they believe uh, shooting should be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were talking about plugins before. Do the plugins switch from the classic uh, to the Laser X or vice versa? No, they, they don't. So Laser X, the plugins, there's only two plugins for Laser X right now. Um, I believe there are at least five plugins for Laser Classic. Uh, but when you put them all together, uh, you load up all the plugins for Laser Classic and the plugins for Laser X, they'll do pretty much the same thing. There's certain things, though, that uh, if you bundle them together, I mean, we do sell them as a bundle as well. There's certain tactics or certain features within those plugins that are unique to Laser Classic and some unique to Laser X, but mm-hmm. they don't interchange, but you can get pretty much the same capabilities. For those instructors out there that already have Laser Classic, uh, do they transfer over uh, to Laser X at all from a licensing standpoint? Um, they're two separate platforms or two separate offerings. Okay. Um, even when uh, Jason and John were here, it's still two separate offerings. There's not like a uh, in the IT world, their migration path. Some people say, is there a migration path? No, actually, it's because they serve two different use cases. They're two different uh, branches of software. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of folks, there are certain packages. In fact, we've configured certain packages to th- with the instructors in mind. 
um, we have an actual package. If you buy that certain level, I think it's a subscription instructor subscription level, you'll actually get Laser Classic as part of your subscription. So while you're paying a subscription for Laser X, you already have Laser Classic license that you can use, and that's into perpetuity. That's for a lifetime license. Mm-hmm. What are, what are the licenses since you brought brought that up uh, for yeah. the for the instructors? Because I'm looking at your website right now, and I see okay. you've got several different levels of uh, licenses that are available, and each each one of them I think would pro- would probably be helpful for different groups. Okay, yeah. So Laser Classic, uh, let, we'll do that. Laser Classic. It's there's no license on there. It's a one time purchase fee, and you get the support and any new updates going forward. So Laser Classic. That's uh, that's a one-time fee license. It's the old business model that is typically out there. Now on Laser X, we also we have a monthly subscription plan, which is hey, it's the basic bare bone system. If you just want to try it out, or you just really want to get your reps in, twelve ninety nine a month. It'll just renew every year. Uh, excuse me, every month. Then we have an individual. If we move from a monthly to an uh, individual annual plan, so the rest of the plans are annual. So the annual plan will give you the same thing as your monthly license. But you get all the plugins and you get an additional set of licenses. So you get two licenses total. So you can do some of that movement because last thing you want to do is stand still, shoot at the wall and think that, hey, now you're well trained. We want you to get some movement, get off that X. So the monthly version, uh, excuse me, the monthly version is just a license. The moment you move to an annual license, you have three tiers. You have the individual where you have all the plugins and a additional license. Then we have the instructor package, which has four licenses uh, in addition to so a total of five. You get all the plugins plus Laser Classic as part of the package. And then you can go to something that uh, some businesses go into if they're shutting up a firing range, or let's say you have a club that's practicing, you can get a total of 10 licenses. You get Laser Classic, all the plugins, as well as a Laser Classic advanced camera so you can train with recoil. So you basically get all the goodies that we would offer in our, you know, in our company uh, for that price for the cost of a, a club license that's annual. Mm-hmm. And then we did we did reinstitute a lifetime license. Now um, we took it off for a while because we're trying to figure out how to package it and retool it so that it's appealing to people and that it has all the I guess feature sets that most people have been asking for over the years. So we have a lifetime license. It's running right now for two ninety nine, I believe, and you get it you get the lifetime license plus two additional licenses. So you can do that networking and moving around your house type of stuff. So a total of three licenses, but um, yeah, those are the different, those are the different packages, a monthly license, uh, annual licenses, and then you now have a lifetime license again. Um, when, when we look at the annual and the club licenses, mm-hmm. um, what kind of features do I get from that? Uh, you were talking about the one uh, feature where I can go along and send my buddy a, uh, a, a certain course of fire as an right. instructor. Can I go along and have a course of fire that I can send my students so that they can practice it before they come to class or something along the, those lines? Because obviously we always hate going along and having somebody come to class and they haven't practiced enough to really, you know, pass the qualifications. I'm, and I'm thinking, looking at this, it'd be great to go along and send somebody like, here's five drills, practice them until you can't, until you can't fail and you should do fine on the qualification. Rob, you're thinking like an uh, instructor because that's the reason we had it in mind. One, we're trying to create the community, but also we said, hey, there's instructors. You want the kids, uh, I don't want to say kids, but you want the students to do homework, right? You want them mm-hmm. to go home and practice. That's the idea. So that sharing the license, that preset within that license, excuse me, uh, sharing that preset is inherent in all the versions of LaserX. 
So just because you're an instructor doesn't mean you get it, but the person with the monthly or the individual doesn't get it. It's unique to the uh, LaserX uh, program itself. You can go in there, you can do that drill, tell all your students before they come to class, I want you to run this, email it to all of them. They'll get it. And when they come to class, you can ask them, how many times did you run the drill? Or let's see if you've actually improved because you should have had time in the woodshed already doing this stuff. So it's 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 a it's a feature that we wanted to make sure everybody had because we felt the community and being able to sh- uh, share drills with each other was a big part of uh, the two A community. Everybody likes to help mm-hmm. each other out. Uh, do the students that I send it to do they have to get a a monthly license in order to use it, or do they use one of mine? Uh, well, they there's two ways to do it. Um, so they can get their own monthly license. So let's say you send it to me, I have my own monthly license. I can just go and click on it, and it'll take me in. You could let one of your students use one of your five. Let's say you have the instructor license. It comes with five total. You can let one of your students use one of your licenses, but when they go to log in, you're going to get a message to say, hey, uh, you need to give the four-digit code to your student to log in. So that way, you know someone's trying to access your account. But no, they can do that. It's it's at the... Um, it's at the, uh, what do you call it? It's at the discretion of the instructor if they want to loan out their licenses to the student. Now, can uh, after the class is done, can I go along and, and you know disable their computer from running my license still so I can go to the next class? Well, because if, if someone is going to log in, you're always going to get that text message saying, okay. hey, uh, give me, uh, there's a four-digit code you need to enter it. You can either do that and not give it to them in the future, but you'll always know if someone's trying to access one of your licenses on your account. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty neat. Um, do you have a, uh, reseller application or reseller, um, program for, uh, instructors that might want to go along and make this part of their class or, or sell it to their students if they, you know, once they're bought into it? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, when Jason and John set up a program, it's an affiliate program that we're still running as well. So what it does is if some, in fact, we have quite a few people who do that and we do, I'll I'll give you this, we do cut some checks to people sometimes. So let's say you're an instructor. Uh, If you uh, sign up on our page with an affiliate uh, for an affiliate uh, arrangement, you'll get a code that you can give all your students. And when your students enter that code at checkout, they'll get 10% off. Now, what's nice on the back end is it, depending, we issue a check every quarter. So depending on how many sales you've had during a quarter, sales one through, let me get this right, one through nine, you'll get 15% of whatever was sold using your code. Sales, uh, if you have 10 or more sales, you'll get 20% back. And we get a pretty decent number of, of affiliates who actually get checks back. In fact, I have to cut it this week because we're coming out the middle of, yeah, middle of April, which is kind of where we end the first quarter. But it, we do have affiliate program. If you want that, feel free to call us. Uh, we can get you the link for that. Okay, that's great. And you touched on this uh, a little bit ago, but uh, SASP, the uh, sh- uh, shooting and school program. Can yeah, you Scholastic- describe a little bit about what that is. Yeah, Scholastic Action Shooting Program. It's a uh, you know one of the reasons why I wanted to get in uh, into laser or get into the business because I used to be in the IT world. Is I uh, I love teaching people new things and especially if they're young. I, I, when I was uh, in the phone company, we taught uh, junior achievement. You know, you're teaching kids about economics. Um, when you go into classic act shooting, you're teaching kids about, uh, you know, sportsmanship and firearms. I said, uh, this is great. And in fact, we just recently um, partnered with a young NASCAR, up and coming NASCAR racer. I said, I love it. Young kids in sports. Scholastic act shooting is right up that same alley. And what it is, it allows uh, grade school to college students who want to compete in sports to have a sport they can actually join in. So some, not everybody, I was a band geek. So not mm-hmm. everybody is a football player, baseball player, basketball player, but having scholastic action shooting as an option 
Now kids can actually learn about firearms. They can learn about sportsmanship and they can make firearms as their sport. And what's great about it is, um, although not all schools do it, you can probably find a club in your area to join and try to become part of that program. And what I understand is in talking with Rick Leach, who is the um, national, I guess, national director for the scholastic action shooting side of the house, because there is scholastic action shooting. And then you have the other side that does a trap and skeet shooting. Almost all our Olympians who are in the USA shooting organization had some, had spent some time or had gone through the scholastic action shooting program at some point in time. So it's a good, it's a good segue or good intro into the Olympic sports when it comes to shooting. And um, what I think is great about it is because it's grade school all the way to collegiate. And I think the college level just finished their nationals. Um, I think it was in Alabama. Um, if you look at our two a community, uh, a lot of us are our age, right? 54, 45, we're a little older than most people. And what we like to do at laser is to make sure that we're feeding, you know, we're giving our heritage and passing it on to the younger crowd because they're the ones who will carry on the spirit and the tradition and the values of the second amendment community and what it is to be an American. And to me, if you look back and don't see people coming up behind you, you're wondering who's going to, you know, take your mantle and carry it onward. I think the scholastic action shooting and a lot of these youth programs that involve sports in the shooting sports specifically, I think we have the opportunity to set our legacy going forward and show them what our grandparents and our parents showed us. So mm-hmm. scholastic action shooting is a national organization does both pistol, uh, pistol competitive shooting, but also they do have a component that has, it's a larger component that does the shotguns as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and your, in your program using just laser cartridges that mm-hmm. they could be, you know, safely used in, you know, a non-shooting range in, in a yep. school classroom, gymnasium, um, you know, somebody's house, different things like that. So it doesn't, doesn't uh, require quite, quite a much setup as, yes. uh, you know, actual firing range. That's correct. In fact, what we did is we took their, uh, uh, we've, t- we've taken their predetermined stages that they have printed up on a poster so that if you stand, it's a three foot by five foot poster. If you stand five feet away from the wall, you'll get the same perspective and same scale of the targets that you would had you been actually out in the shooter's box ready to shoot that competition. So the idea is if you're at home practicing, we take away any resistance or any excuse why you can't train at home, whether it's raining or you can't afford ammo. Uh, But also if you're getting ready to go on the road for a competition, the idea is, hey, in the hotel room, let's say you're in a national competition. The idea is you can actually train in your hotel room without having to go to the range as long as you have laser, actual laser classic with you. Mm -hmm. And it's, and again, what we try to say is when you ask us, what are we about? We're about taking away the obstacles and taking away the excuses to firearms training. We want to be, uh, the second amendment community is growing and we want to make sure everybody out there is getting the ability to train and and, uh, Mm -hmm. an opportunity to train. Here's a little tidbit that many people don't realize, but do you know what the what the largest uh, group of, of scholarships are in Division One that go unfulfilled every year? Take a guess, Ben. Mm, I guess it was in shooting sports. Would it? Be? Yes, shooting sports. Really? And, and uh, you, you said unclaimed, right? You unclaimed, said unclaimed, yeah. And if you can go along and get in shooting sports and become nationally ranked, you're almost guaranteed a scholarship at some school. And here, here's a question nice. for you too, Ben. And you might know the answer. You might not. Um, what college? team has won the NCAA shooting championship more than any other college in the last 10 years. I'll say Hillsdale college. No, 
no? Ohio State University in Columbus. <laughs> I got you. I was tempted to say something in Texas, but I had a feeling it's one of those. Uh, that's pretty. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, and and I bring that up because we in the two A community, we understand there's a certain bias against us. There's a certain yeah. sensitivity in the in the public, but they're great achievements like that. That um, when the Ohio State uh, pistol team wins nationals, right. it's a little blurb in the newspaper. They don't make, you know, there's not a big playoff game on Sunday afternoon for when they shoot for the championship or a big, you know, a big uh, March Madness game on Monday night to see who the, who the championship shooter is. Mm. But it's one of those things as a community, we should all be aware of that. Yeah. Um, if we can get kids in, it's a great way for them to get in college, get into a uh, very useful um uh, sport that they can carry on for a very long time. Here's another simple fact that, uh, from my experience, uh, Michigan state university, I've been up to their, uh, shooting sports, uh, facility. Okay. You want to, you want to guess how much money they sunk into their shooting sports facility? I'm going to, I'm going to guess not a lot compared, compared to the other compared to the football. Sports. You're right. Yeah. But they, they dumped $5 million into it, which, Nice. And you go along and think about it from a shooting sports, you're like, okay, that's going to get me a whole lot of stuff. They've got, they had archery there. They've got air, air rifle. They've got, um, yep. uh, 22 rifle pistols, all that there. And I was there during the 2012 Olympics. Okay. And the one thing that was amazing to me, you talked to the college students that were there and they knew the people that were in the Olympics and they would say, well, I was two points behind that person, you know, who's, uh, who's going for the silver medal there. That's how competitive they are when, uh, when they get to that wow. level. And that's why they've got those kind of facilities. And I bet you, if you went out and did just a little bit of searching locally around to, uh, big name colleges, you'd probably find out they do have shooting sports. They do do a lot of things, but they're just not advertised. See, so if you're saying it, if I hear you correctly, Rob, you're saying, Hey, parents, Scholastic action shooting is a way to get potentially get a scholarship and for your kids to be the next gold medalist in the Olympics. Well, scholarship and, and forget about even the Olympics. You know, there's only there's only six people that go, you know, per yep. sport type of thing. But if they can go along and get, you know, a scholarship to Michigan State, to um, Indiana University, Ohio State, um, all these different colleges that people are like, yeah, that'd be really great to go to, um, you know, Duke. They they all they all have shooting teams, but you just never hear about it because the shooting championships just don't make the six o'clock news. They yeah. they don't make the you know they don't televise them on Sunday afternoons and different things like that. But yeah, parents and instructors pass the word along because uh, to your point, Ben, if uh, we're not going along looking for the people that are following us and helping the uh, younger shooters uh, get into the sport and, and know and appreciate the the sport, we're we're going to go along and be sitting there in our retirement home. Yeah. You know, talking about the good old days because nobody else is uh, is enjoying you know the sports that we grew up enjoying. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you brought that up, Rob, because one of the first calls that I took uh, when I was brave enough to pick up the phone was from somebody who's trying to set up a uh, farms training school in a trade school in in an inner city. Let's, I think in Philadelphia, I think it was. And what he what he mentioned to me and what he drove into me it was like, "Hey Ben, if we don't teach." the youth about firearms, the way we know they should be taught, somebody else will. And either that or worse yet, they'll, they'll try to teach themselves. And he says, a lot of the kids here in the inner city are seeing the first exposure to firearms is when their buddy picks up a gun to, do, do, to go gangbang, or they find a gun in an abandoned house. That's their first exposure to it. And I think it's on us in the Second Amendment community to 
change that narrative so that guns are not a negative thing. It's a part of it's part of our American tradition, and it's on us to make that change. And I, I'm glad to hear that in the inner cities, there's actually people, and a lot of our customers are actually, when I look at where they're coming from, are from the inner cities. They're trying to make that change. So it's not just us out in the rural areas or in the uh, suburbs. There's folks there that also need this type of training, and I'm glad some of the temperature is changing as well. But the important thing is, got to get out there and train. That's the big thing. Most definitely. And as firearm owners, we know that safety is the most important thing and ignorance is the most dangerous thing because as soon as we go along and somebody picks up a firearm and doesn't understand about the finger, about the trigger, um, the muzzle and the direction, you know, keep, you know, how to unload it properly, all those kinds of things, something something's going to happen and it's not going to be good. It's either to themselves, uh, another innocent uh, bystander, uh, all those types of things. But with a little bit of education, um, you can really get, you can really go along and make a difference because yeah. people are hungry for hungry for that information. And uh, I think laser app is one of those applications that if you got students um, in your classes or even went along and did reach, did a, um, you know, approach some of the schools to say, Hey, I want to bring the scholastic action shooting program in there and describe to them what they're going to be doing, what they're going to be learning. They might be a little hesitant because they're going to look like guns. But then when you explain it to them that, Hey, we're going to be using, um, laser pistols, pistols. certs, those, those types of things, but they're going to be learning what to do, what not to do. And we're going to be reinforcing that over and over and over again to the point that they're not going to pick something up and accidentally shoot themselves or a friend. They're going to actually go along and be responsible about it. And that's the, you know, that's the big thing. You can go along and tell people all you want in the world, but they really have to go along and ingrained in them what they're responsible for, because if they do something, it's their responsibility. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And you know what I tell people when they, when they hear that I'm, I got in the firearm space, I said, look, it doesn't matter whether you are pro-gun or anti-gun. What we try to do when you train is to ingrain safety. So really, we're trying to say, if you're not in support of what we're trying to do, who's against safety? Are you pro-safety or anti-safety? It doesn't sound the same way. We're about instilling safety into the people who train with the firearms. And that's what the approach we take. It. And I think it sometimes changes their perspective on things. Um, but I'm glad to see, again, like I, I was noticing, a lot of the interest in farms while it's coming from the urban areas that traditionally we don't think are uh, friendly to guns, there's a lot of folks out there who are calling asking, how do I train? Where do I go for this stuff? Mm -hmm. No matter uh, you know, what we might think, there are more good people in the world, the yeah. inner city, suburbs, rural, than bad people. And the simple fact of that is, is if the majority of people are bad people, we'd be in a whole different kind of world So, <laughs> yes we hear all the news about the bad shootings and such that go on in the inner city and but keep in mind there's still a large percentage of good people uh, in those inner cities uh, yeah. well hey ben uh got a question for you uh, we've sure, been asking sure. all our guests uh, about can you name an influential mentor who's helped you to get where you are today mm. does it have to be uh someone i met in person or somebody um Somebody who's helped you. Um, and the purpose behind it is, and been asking all the guests, because I think one of the things that's very important is one, to realize that people have helped us get to where we are today, you know, sure. spouses, parents, friends, um, people in the industry, but also go along and realize that we as fire instructors can also be mentors 
to people to where we can help them get to be someplace. I mean, I would uh, hope that if I'm in my you know retirement home and you know I'm turning 90 years old and have somebody come up to me and say, you know, 50 years ago, you went along, taught me this. And to this day, I've used it, you know, here, 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 and here, you know, you know, you, you'll never know how many people, um, you know, that's made an impact. That's, that's kind of where, where the, where questions going. Sure. Sure. Um, well, I'd have to be honest with you. There's probably two of them and they probably, I hope they're still alive. Uh, they probably don't know they had this big of an impact. Uh, one is my fifth grade teacher. Her name is Margaret Bonham or Margaret Bonham. Yeah, she told me her name was hard to pronounce. So everybody called her Ms. Bonham. Um, she instilled into me the values of integrity, uh, hard work, and just being honest. And she took interest in me as a student, as she did all her students. But Margaret Bonham was my fifth grade teacher at Oak Hill Elementary on Eglin Air Force Base. And I'll never forget <laughs> her. And my next uh, one was uh, my band, my first band director uh, from Lewis Junior High in Fort Wall, uh, in Florida as well. His name was Jeffrey Adams. And the reason I say that is he caught me being dishonest one time and he called me out on it. And, and a lot of kids don't get called out these days on being dishonest, but he called me out. It was on a practice record. I, he, for some reason he caught onto it. It didn't make sense. He goes, Ben, uh, this doesn't make sense. And he called me out and I had to fess up me a couple in front of the whole band. But had he, I, I think the fact that he called me out and drove into me, Hey Ben, I appreciate your integrity and being able to, uh, tell me the truth in front of all your other band classmates, Jeffrey Adams and Margaret Bonham. Those are my seventh grade uh, band teacher and my fifth grade elementary school teacher. They will never know if you're a teacher, whatever aspect you're in, you will never know the impact you have on your students. So those two um, were probably the ones I can still go back and remember clearly in my mind. Mm -hmm. And that's been a couple of decades. So it uh, just would, re I, reinforces, like I said, you know, no, they'll, they may never know, but they've made a big impact on you, which obviously then you make a big impact on the 2A community. And hopefully people we make impact on 2A community will continue that going on. Right. Right. And that's, you're right. It's a couple of decades. That was 1980s and 1982, probably something like that, if I remember correctly. So it was, but uh, I want to uh, you definitely thank them for that. But if you ask me, those are the two people who influenced me probably the most in my life. Great. Well, where can people find more out about uh, Laser App and uh, what you're doing? Sure. Um, well, we are an uh, online store. You'll find us at some of the conventions and the expos, but you can find us on the web at laserapp.com. And I'll spell that out phonetically. Being an old jarhead, I'll have to say it. It's L-A-S-R-A-P-P.com or Lima Alpha Sierra Romeo Alpha Papa Papa dot com. And that's our website. And also you can call us at the office. Uh, people will call us and they're surprised to actually talk to somebody. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, we like talking to our customers. That's how we learn about what you all are doing. Uh, our phone number is 402-965-1778. And we take calls from uh, you know instructors, uh, people having trouble with the software, trying to figure out how to get started on it. We get calls from law enforcement departments, and we also get calls from churches. Churches uh, ask us about farms as well. So definitely give us a holler. We'd love to talk with y'all. Well, that's one, one of the things we didn't touch on before, but I'll make a slight uh, tangent on that. Okay. There's a lot of customers that if the instructors really open their minds about that, they could take the laser app and really help and reach out to them. And we were talking about, you know, scholastics and doing it in schools but sure. and in their classes, but 
churches would be be one. Um, businesses could be another one that come come to mind right right away to where it's like, okay, you want to train your people how to respond, how to right. go along, do certain things. Well, you can set up multi-room right there in their office and you can you can test them and make sure they understand and realize what they should or shouldn't do right. uh, with it. Um, if right. you got a small police department, go along and approach them and say, hey, I've got this. And I can bring it into your department. We can do some scenarios, i.e. at a school or i.e. at at a local business so that they get training that might not that they might not be able to afford otherwise because of, uh, you know, just budget constraints. Right. Well, what will you show? In fact, one of our one of our customers working right now is a school police department in one of the big metropolitan areas. And they wanted to be able to, one of the things about networking allows you to train in your actual environment. So you can't do a range and get the feeling of what it is to be in a school. You can't go to a range or you can't go and have a videotape of your school and get the same training. But here they're actually going to be able to train in the hallways, in the classrooms, when the students aren't around and understand what it is to operate in their environment. So they're actually training in the environment where normally they can't do that. And one of the, uh, another one of the calls I do remember my first exposure to networking is a church called us up and said, Hey, Ben, we want to have our, I don't know if they're the ushers or uh, some of the deacons there, they carry, but we want to be able to train in the church so that if we have to go into the worship center from the foyer or go into the children's area, we're actually training in our actual environment. And that's what laser X with its networking capabilities allows you to do. And I was going to tie that in with your last guest from last week. Uh, He has Fred. And in fact, I have Fred right here. One of the targets here. And it's a perfect 3D target that we would use to say, hey, you can use a 2D targets on the wall, or you can use uh, Fred from Target Nation to do some of that simulation training where you set him up and he's cardboard. He's the perfect color for it. So mm-hmm. definitely, absolutely. One of the big things about the Laser X application is you get to train in areas where you typically couldn't do that type of training. And it's your physical environment. You don't have to do a... Uh, you don't have to do a video or anything. You're doing it in the space that you're going to be protecting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there... I've seen a lot of uh, different training where you do it, do it actually on site, you know, with using, uh, say, uh, simulations going along using uh, airsoft. But at the same time, we all know that, hey, if you're in a sanctuary, <laughs> I don't know they really want to go along and take a chance of having a, you know, a airsoft pellet, you know, hit one of the pieces of glass and cracking it or, you know, going <laughs> along and shooting uh, simulations across. But you can shoot at, uh, you know, lasers across, and that's not going to damage anything. And that's, that's one of those uh, great uses. And it, as you said, I think it ties in really nice with uh, Fred from last week, because yeah. you can set Fred up, you can do the shoot, no shoot, you can do all the different scenarios that are there. And man, that would, ma- that would make a very good uh, challenge or educational time for a church security or a business security uh, to go along and be able to practice that yeah, it's not the same as being live ammunition, being on the range, but at the same time, there's no way in the world that you could do live ammunition uh, just to practice in any other place besides on a qualified range. Right, right. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, people will say, what's your solution to uh, projector systems? Well, projector systems, yes, we can't, we don't compete with that. And we're not trying to, we're just trying to make it where we can bring the training to you and our instructors can bring the training to you as opposed to you having to go someplace else that doesn't represent your environment or uh, having to do an expensive video and put it on a projector system. That Sometimes that's out of the league for some of these departments or organizations, and this is the best thing that they can do by actually training in their environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard over the weekend that there was a uh, police department that was trying to get new recruits uh, trained, sending them to the uh, 
to the uh, state academy mm. and they were having problems coming up with $1,300 to train them. Wow. And when yeah. you go along and think about it, not, er- not every police department, you know, it's like a New York city police department that has everything or an LA police department, you know, these large, you know, tens of thousands of officers there. Um, you can find, you know, smaller ones that, Hey, you've got, you know, 10 officers and they're getting by then, you know, maybe this will be a great way for them to be able to train and a little bit more real, realistic because we've said this before on the podcast, there's a lot of time when you go along and get out there on the range and you're exercising that trigger finger of going along and making sure you're putting shots on target, but we also have to exercise that muscle between our ears so that we can recognize things faster. So we can go along and understand, you know, when we're in this kind of situation, what should we do? It shouldn't do. You know, you were talking about getting off the X and not standing still. Well, if we're in the middle of some place and and somebody's watching us train and we're always stopping, planting our two feet in the same place, it'd be really great to go along and have somebody point that out to us. And at that point, then in the middle or in the middle of a real crisis. So there's a lot lot, lot of rooms for uh, use of this and uh, wish we would have put it earlier in the interview, but I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Well, if you got to edit me out, that's okay for, uh, for the sake of time and, uh, conciseness. No problem at all. Well, <laughs> thanks everybody. And thank you, Ben. Hey, thank you, Rob. Well, you have a good evening and you be safe. You too. That's a wrap for this episode. And we appreciate all our listeners. Do you have a suggestion for an episode or someone you would like to have on as guest? Email me at FTP at concealcarry.com. Leave us your feedback at our website at farmtrainerpodcast.com. And you can also search all our previous podcast topics to find one that will help you and your students out there. Visit our sponsors, especially the Farm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. The first step is becoming a certified instructor and establishing your business. Next step should be getting FTA coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. Subscribe to our podcast and all the concealedcarry.com podcasts. Share this episode with your friends on social media. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.